0: Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to the first segment, or I guess it's subsegment. Yeah. <laughs> of Women Around the World, Fictional Women Around the World. Yeah. Where I highlight influential fictional women or influential to me or you listeners, because you can always suggest. I do feel like it's funny. I feel like you come up with this idea for a segment highlighting real women who are doing powerful things. And I'm like, but what about the fictional women?
1: <laughs> can <laughs> well, we do that? Thing. Like we wanted these episodes to be easy, educational and move like quick. And mm-hmm. we know what your expertise yeah. are. Thank you. And yes. one of those is understanding and really getting in depth that these fictional characters
0: that people connect to. So it's a thing. It's definitely a thing. Yes. And this will be probably once a month. That was our intention. But sometimes I'm sure events will come up and there will be real women actually doing things and this might get moved. (laughs) Um, I won't be offended. And for this first sub-segment, I wanted to start with Abby Anderson, which was actually your suggestion, Samantha. And I just took it and I was like, yes, okay. It wasn't a suggestion. It was my assumption that you would automatically start here. Well, I took it as a suggestion, and here we are. (laughs) So, this is Abby from The Last of Us 2, and there are spoilers in this episode. I feel like I've accidentally spoiled this for anybody who listens to this show many times, but I will put it out there. If you've somehow amazingly avoided spoilers, including from me, this one will probably spoil you on a lot of big plot points in this game. And Samantha and I, we have this chant where we say, Abby, Abby, Abby. Abby. I got a relationship with this character. I feel things. You do. I do. <laughs> so, The Last of Us 2, I just became the most awarded game of all time. And they just cast the HBO show, which was the day I was getting many, many messages. You are. And I really am determined to be Abby. I'll start working out. I'll take the death threats. I won't be happy about it, but I'll take them. But apparently, everyone thinks I'm more of an Ellie. So, I would happily play her too. I'd have to, less well, working out for me. Right. So, HBO, here I am.
1: I really like that you took a straw poll and you were so determined, even though yeah. I had been telling you for months now. Because you mm-hmm. keep saying, I'm an Abby. And I'm like, no, no, you're not. Everybody individually <laughs> told you, no, you're not. You're Ellie. And you just <laughs> refused to hear it. So the surprise <laughs> when you texted me, like, was it a week ago where, where you were yeah. like, what? Everybody thinks this is like... How are you surprised? You told me your friends told you you were an Ellie. I told you you were an Ellie. How are you surprised by
0: this? What is happening? (laughs) I thought I'd at least get one. I legitimately, apparently this is a great way to rile me up too. Yeah. I really wasn't trying to be obstinate. I believed it. But because everyone else had a different answer, I actually sat, no joke, (laughs) I sat down in silence for like two minutes and just thought about like my features and the characters' features. And I was like, okay, I see it. So,
1: (laughs) (laughs) never say minds can't be changed. (laughs) There you go. I did find that really cute though, because as we are talking about the show coming forward Mm -hmm. and whether or not who's going to be what cast, you know, we already had our predictors because as we've talked about previously, when someone loves something so much, your group is going to get caught up in it. And you love things and feel things really deeply yeah. on specific things. <laughs> and Last of Us has to be one of those things to the point that you made sure that someone else played this so you can just watch and revel in the feelings yes. of yes. being a spectator. Like, that was a really big, important <laughs> thing for you. And I found uh-huh. that interesting because I ended up being a spectator too because I definitely would not play this. I, I don't get it. I barely am able to play Mario Kart. But like, <laughs> to watch you revel... and and get caught up in this. Of course, all of us had feels after that about who is what and where, even though it's not as deep for us as it is for you.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with the show to see if people like really get into it. Like they have other HBO shows. Very, very excited. I I mean, the story is great. And I know we've talked about it before, but like baseline, zombies have wiped out most everybody. The world is a violent, apocalyptic mess. (laughs) There's no cure for this zombie thing until we find out that our protagonist, Ellie, is immune. And Ellie was definitely going to be one of these (laughs) focuses for one of these episodes, future entry for sure. And there was a chance at a cure, but it would have killed Ellie. So Joel, the character you're playing, killed everybody in the medical facility, or pretty much everybody, before they can perform the surgery on Ellie. So that's the first one. When you start the second one, the main antagonist... At first glance, is Abby Anderson, who killed someone Ellie holds dear. I feel like it's really obvious Mm -hmm. who, but I won't say. Uh, Violently, very violently kills this person, but she lets Ellie go. So you spend the first half of the game hunting Abby, killing her friends, absolutely hating this person. Like, that's your drive. And then, just as you've reached your climactic confrontation with Abby, it's finally happening. It cuts, like, literally right then. <laughs> it cuts to her side of the story, and it makes you, the game makes you play as her, like, on the same timeline. And as a player, you build empathy with her, or you're supposed to. Um, Or at the very least, you understand she's more than just a villain. I've seen her described as the false protagonist. Yeah, people were really pissed off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, So it turns out her father was the lead surgeon about to do this surgery on Ellie that Joel killed. (laughs) Um, And she has been out to get revenge on his death and the deaths of all the other fireflies that day. And the fireflies are sort of this group that's trying to find a cure. And her father was the only one who could make the vaccine that they knew of at least. And Joel pretty much decimated the fireflies, which, yeah, was very, very upsetting. Um, And by the way, Abigail means my father's joy in Mm. Hebrew. Um, She had a really close relationship with her father. So during gameplay, she's in her early 20s. So is Ellie. And through a series of flashbacks, you see her as this hopeful teenager and then transitioning from that into a bitter, cynical young adult who consistently chooses revenge over a chance at happiness until the end of the game. She is certainly struggling with PTSD, as I figure most people would be in this world, uh, which in Abby's case, we see play out in a series of evolving nightmares. She, quote, stopped looking for the light, and her quest for vengeance estranged her from many of her friends, especially like that violent, how violent she became, including her ex, Owen, and his new pregnant girlfriend, Mel. But towards the end of the game, you see her regain some of her hope, only to just heartbreakingly, you see her be emanciated, by this world that the characters live in. So she's somebody who absolutely needs a purpose. At first, that purpose was the fireflies, the vaccine, and I guess, pleasing her father, probably. And then that purpose became getting revenge against Joel. She physically trained to be stronger than him. Um, if it's not clear by my past comments, she's really, she is really buff for much of the game. <laughs> then her purpose becomes being a WLF soldier in a war with local religious groups that she later realizes is just perpetuating this cycle of violence. Uh, but she is chosen as the top soldier to lead an assault against this religious group. Then her purpose becomes protecting Lev, who is a uh, trans person, young trans person she meets, and continuing the legacy of her father and the wishes of her friend slash past lover, Owen. It was not getting vengeance that helped her get over her father's death, but helping others. And she works... So hard. She's at the top of her game in all these scenarios. Um, she takes on the Rat King, which is like Zombie Zero. It's this huge zombie that like has other zombies living in it. That makes her the only known person to defeat one and, well, I guess that implied by defeat, but she survives. <laughs> 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 um, and she's really terrified of heights, but she faces like the ultimate test of that fear. And I've some of my friends have said that part is the scariest part of the game to them, especially if they're afraid of heights mm-hmm. when she's like going on those bridges. Mm-hmm. Yes. Part of her arc is choosing to protect kids from this enemy religious group, which is a choice that's influenced by Owen and memories of her father. And after she makes this choice, her nightmares ease and she feels better. However, a friend of hers thinks it's all an act and that it doesn't excuse all the dark she's done over the past few years. And we talked in our survival horror episode about kind of this trope that you see in a lot of horror, but also just here of, you know, you have quote, strong female main characters, but they are largely, a lot of their actions are largely influenced by father figures or um, other men in their lives. And this whole game is a tragedy. <laughs> <And it's> just, <laughs> in fact, this very morning, one of my friends, she was with me right when quarantine started. So March 13th. So now we associate playing this game because this game wasn't out yet, but we played the first one. And then later we were were able to do the second one. And she was very upset at the end. And she just texted me out of the blue today. All caps, sudden intense, Last of Us 2 related sadness. (laughs) 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 Like, I, yeah, I get it all the time. But yeah, Ellie didn't ask her Joel to kill all those people. She'd have chosen to die for the vaccine just as Abby told her father she would. Um, but Ellie was hurt in the fallout of Abby's revenge that in turn kickstarted Ellie's violent revenge. Well, led to them both losing pretty much everything. Um, and in the words of my friend, I just mentioned, mm-hmm. same coin, same side. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. And as we've mentioned, and you alluded to, Samantha, a lot of people, a large portion of them dudes, hated Abby, continue to hate Abby. They hated that she killed one of their favorite characters. I read that her introduction in the game is the, quote, perfect villain introduction, which is, I mean, not untrue. (laughs) Um They thought that there was no way she could be as ripped as she was as a woman. That there was no way she could be stronger than the male characters. They didn't like that she wasn't conventionally attractive. They didn't like half of her storyline was spent helping a trans person. The voice actress, Laura Bailey, got death threats, as did the game creators. There are numerous YouTube videos showcasing all the violent ways of how Abby could die. There was a petition to change the end of the game, so Abby did die a petition. Mm -hmm. Um, Laura Bailey describes Abby as one of the most difficult but fulfilling roles she's ever played and admitted even she (laughs) took some time to warm up to Abby when she first played. (laughs) But she's won several awards for her performance uh, for this role. Yeah, she also cosplayed her. It looked great. She did. I know. I know. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Some dudes I've talked to about this hated Abby even before playing and the creators actually think that is part of the problem of this whole thing because there were these big leak that actually forced the game to come out because they were going to delay it even further but then there are all these leaks and they're like okay release it and that meant especially if you only look at the cliff notes of it a lot of people went into that game hating her already and determined to hate her right um, and I have a friend who told me, actually the same friend, uh, that she was chatting with a dude who groaned when she mentioned that she loved this game and that she loved Abby. And my friend asked him why, and he admitted he'd never played it. He'd just heard things. hmm hmm And I would be curious if, since women are usually more empathetic, if if they are more likely to forgive her, at least not outright hate her, I don't know. Most lady friends I have like her, or at least don't hate her, um, while most male friends I have despise her. Unless they hear that I like her, then they might begrudge me be like, oh, okay.
1: I don't think they can argue with you. I don't, I don't know if they're like, I guess, that as much as they're like, you're very passionate about this, and I have no arguments <laughs> for this. Like, I have no counter right. to your argument,
0: your passion here. Right. Because, it's, I mean... There's a base, there's a core of why I get why people don't like her, for sure. But just like, I think it is hard to argue once you unpack. Like, if you take that away, like, I don't know. Uh. (laughs) It's hard (laughs) to argue. (laughs) Recently, the producer of the game, Naughty Dog, released an Abby Ford trailer for the game, and people got all riled up all over again. And I saw headlines like, Totally avoidable controversy. (laughs) (laughs) There is a Reddit called Respect Abby, all caps. So she does fans. Yeah, she's got advocates for sure. Yeah, and I actually found a whole blog about how this person believed that the game did Abby wrong because she was a good character, but it's just so hard because you don't—you're not really introduced to her properly or her reasonings until halfway in. So of course, it's going to be like, really hard. <laughs> but in that <laughs> so part like, of
1: their trolling, like, they want you to have yeah, those emotions, yeah. and then they want to flip it on you real hard. But yes, outside forces cause people to hate someone that they don't yeah. even know yet.
0: Yeah, and I personally loved it. Uh, I loved the pain of, and uh, now I've got to re-examine <laughs> things. But uh, yeah, and I I have a close friend who I think I I think I changed his mind because he came, he came at me and he was like, I don't think I like this game. It really like made me feel bad. And I was like, I think that might've been the point, man. Right. right. <laughs> I think you weren't supposed to leave that feeling good. Right. <laughs> um, and then I did find another much more prominent article that was listing all the reasons why people hate Abby. And I just didn't agree with most of them, but um, they were saying she's just not a good character. Like, And her dad isn't a good character. And I'm like, I guess so. But nobody really is. Nobody's that great in this world. But anyway, I think as time goes on, this hate will mellow. It is a very emotional game. And I have never, ever, ever played a game like it that tries to turn someone you spent hours and hours hating and hunting. Like it's your entire goal from a protagonist's point of view. And then just flipping that and forcing you to understand the actions of the antagonist and, like, try to survive as this antagonist and also face the decisions and violence you dished out and as Ellie, as the first half of the game, and how they impacted Abby and how painful it is. And I remember there's a part of the game where you're playing as Abby, and Abby is towards the end, and Abby's kind of legitimately happy for the first time in a long time, and it's so nice to see. And you know Ellie is coming after her. (laughs) And I remember being scared, like, Ellie, please don't do this. <laughs> please don't ruin this. <laughs> and I will say the second time I played, it was not necessarily easier, but less jarring. Because if you weren't spoiled, and I wasn't, I had no idea this was coming. And I think that's part of the pain of it. Because The first time I played it, I thought, like, surely they're not going to make me play the whole thing as Abby, right? Like, it's just going to be a brief flashback. Nope. <laughs> I think it's even longer than Ellie's segment. Or it's close. So, yeah, in the space of a few hours, they were really asking you, the game developers were really asking you to change how you perceived a character. And that is difficult. Especially when people do love these characters so much. I still think there's a very sexist reaction happening here. It's legitimate to not like her. But I think like the vitriolic mm-hmm. just hate. I mean, sending death threats.
1: Right. That's, Absurd. We've talked about the dangers of fandom oh, yes. and pissing someone off when they feel like they have an ownership to something, and yeah, yeah it could lead to death threats. But yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting for an outside person who has no idea about video games coming into this, only knowing that you loved it and you cried about mm-hmm. it and you still cry about it and yep. uh, have this lovely attachment—maybe, maybe unhealthy attachment. Just kidding—to a character. It's definitely it was interesting to watch a game become a show, a, a movie, a, t- a story, yeah. because that is not what I am used to in any games, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not into video games at all. Yeah. So it's definitely interesting to see, and it definitely has that ring when we were talking about uh, Joseph Love, Gordon-Lovett talking about this is the new storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of begins here. This is kind of that level of not only having a story that's told
0: into perspective, but to actually see the humanity of it. Yeah. And I think one thing that separates video games from uh, like like a movie is you are playing it. Like you're investing in this and you're connecting with these characters that are controlled by you. So there's certain, especially in this one, uh, less so than the first one, but just in the second one, there were times where I was just like, I'm playing as this character. I don't want you to do this. Right. And it's painful. Right, right. <laughs> like, because then, as you said, also with Ellie, like you watch her grow up. right? And to see like, what she does in the second one when she's consumed with vengeance and having to connect with that right. is it's you get emotionally involved. It can be very, very painful. And I, I did want to shout out listener Kat, super fan Cat, Yeah. Because she recently played it. And I loved Kat. I loved getting your messages <laughs> of just all caps rage. And, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong because you were You hated Abby. (laughs) But I think by the end, you'd you'd been like, it's not worth it. Ellie, let it go. (laughs) (laughs) It was a delight. Samantha got to see me. I did. Just get so tickled by this. She got to revel Uh, in it. I do feel terrible because I'm essentially like, I want you to join me in this pain. (laughs) Which is what happened to your friend. Yes, my friend just <laughs> left without saying anything. Everybody, she just left. It was like, <laughs> don't talk to me for a while. <laughs> and for me, I had to be like, you have to warn me.
1: You gotta, you gotta give me. I need those spoilers. I need you to tell I me. Am... I need to tell you when I need to leave. I feel like I did. You did. There was one you I, I forgot want people about. To have a good time. There was one you forgot good. about. You're like, whoops. <sighs>
0: Sorry. <laughs> 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 I am working on my Abby cosplay, despite the fact that I've learned no one thinks I should go as her. But I already have an Ellie one, so okay. And yes, I think Ellie may or may not, pretty high chance she'll be the next fictional character that I focus on. But you'll have to listen to find out. Mm -hmm. Thank you for letting me have this very nerdy time, Samantha and listeners. Thank you for bringing it. Yes. (laughs) If you have any fictional uh, characters you'd like to suggest, please send them our way. Our email is stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Mom Never Told You or on Twitter at Mom stuff Podcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff on Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.